Hello and welcome to Successful Student Transitions. Our aim is to support you as you step out, find your new gear and thrive in the next stage of your life. Perhaps you're making a move to university, a year abroad, a work placement or out into the world of work. This podcast is for you. I'm Louise Wiles and today as we celebrate our 50 plus episode, Elizabeth is sharing her reflections and favourites from our podcast journey so far. So please help us celebrate this 50 plus achievement and leave us a rating, review and follow the podcast on your app of choice. And also we've recently set up an Instagram account so come and join us there. Successful Student Transitions. So on with today's episode and Elizabeth's reflections. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome. It's really great that you're back and today we are celebrating the fact that we've just passed the 50th episode of Successful Student Transitions. Amazing, we've been doing these now for a year and as we always say in our sessions and we're talking to you um, about content that it's really valuable to review and to think back on what we've been talking about. So we decided that would be a really good thing for us as the podcast hosts to look back and review what we've been covering. So today Elizabeth is going to share with you the key messages that she takes from our work so far and then next week I will do the same. So Elizabeth, welcome. I'm looking forward to your your reflections. Well, you know, recently we've been doing our top five things for certain things. So I chose five things and actually it was quite difficult to think mm. of five things. So that process of, you know, you know, just going into something and think, well, what are the things that are really important to me at this time? And I think you're right. Just taking a pause to reflect and check in. How am I doing? How are we doing? What are the, what are the important things for me is really helpful. Yeah. Um, so here we go with, I don't know, it's tip one or idea one. Um, Louise introduced me to a book by Bruce Filer that I'd never heard of before. And it's called Life is in the Transitions. And it's a great title and a great con- and great content. And it, it kind of links in with the thread throughout all the podcasts. So these, these times of transition, it's a time to be what we're going to say intentional, to know that there's change coming up, um, to know that there's a new venture coming, to know that there's there's things that you need to kind of step up and do. And today I've just loaded up on our Instagram account, so it's a kind of a shout out to that today's too. A number of years ago, I, I put up this photograph and it's it's a photograph that I took actually in the Outer Hebrides, so <laughs> who knew they were ahead of their time? And the, the photograph looks like, so look into the uh, into our Instagram account, Successful Student Transitions, it's called. And the photograph goes, junction ahead, please indicate your intention. So it's that thread of our podcast, know that change is ahead, know what it looks like, and we've done that in our early kind of podcasts, and think about how you're going to prepare for this and keep kind of checking it as we are doing today. So it's about adding awareness of how you're how you're doing in a time of change and what are the good things to learn because this transition from leaving school going on to somewhere else isn't the only big transition. You've made transitions before. 
some will come up ahead in your life too. Some will be planned and some are unplanned. Um, and and what we tr- what we've tried to do in the podcast is to focus what to do in terms of kind of planning things, the things that you need to do to be organized. But we've also tried to tune into and lean into that more emotional part, maybe the harder part. And recently when we had five tips um, about what to do about going to university, there's all those practical things about getting things organized, putting things in boxes and books and papers and your duvet and all those kinds of things. But part of that priming for success is to know that your emotions are going to be a bit in turmoil. There's going to be positive emotions, but also there's going to be those tricky emotions about managing change and managing uncertainty um, and that roller coaster of things coming up and down, noticing there's going to be down days and preparing for it having some self-compassion, which we've talked a lot about, when you are feeling homesick. So we've tried to think about transitions as a, as a process and, and talk to you about that. Um, and it being a time where there's going to be challenge, but also a time to build that transition muscle that we've started to talk about through some research that Louise and I have got to know. So that was my first one, that just general thing about transitions being a tricky time. I don't know yeah. if you have anything to add to that, Louise. No, I just love that. I like the idea of a transition muscle, actually, and reflecting on the fact that life is, as Bruce Feiler's book suggests and his title suggests, mm-hmm. you know, we live, he suggests actually as adults, up to 50% of our time in periods of transition at different stages of those transition periods. So we're always adjusting, you know, to, well, a lot of the time we're adjusting to something. Often we won't realise we're doing it and probably do it quite easily. And then these bigger transitions and changes happen and then we need to be a bit more conscious about them. But it's really good to know that when you're making a transition like this one to university and then when you leave university on to whatever you do next, those are big transitions. So first of all, recognising that and knowing that it's not, Get, not meant to be easy peasy um yeah it it's going to have some challenges and that's absolutely fine and what you're doing as you um learn to cope with those challenges is building that muscle that will be very useful in the future for your future times of change and transition so it's really not just about this this transition to university or work or something it's any transition and in fact we had some feedback to say this is about any transition, and I really enjoyed reading that because I think it was a it was a good bit of feedback for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the second thing that I that I've been reflecting back on was when Louise and I introduced this thing called the well being bucket. Um, quite early on, I'm trying to remember what podcast it was. I can't remember. But anyway, we'll, we'll put it in the. About 21, 22, oh, I think 23, around 23. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) And it's about having this image in our head that our well-being is like a bucket. So there's a tap to fill the bucket, the things that feed our well-being, the things that are good for us, um, the things that help us thrive, you know, and it's linked to a lot of the fundamentals that we talked about, you know, about our sleep and our 
rest and movement. So knowing what fills our bucket. But of course, this bucket's also going to have holes in it. There's going to be leaks and drains. And sometimes we might not be totally in charge of those, especially around transition times. And we've got to know when our bucket is full and we're able to engage with things and do stuff. And maybe when our bucket is feeling a bit depleted or there's not so much energy in it to do the stuff we do. And those transition times are really going to challenge our bucket. We might be really busy before we go, when we're at university and at that beginning after when we're there or in a new job. So to know that, you know, we've got to really take care of ourselves at those particular times. And the other thing that I think that we added in that I've never seen in any other kind of well-being bucket, or sometimes they call them stress buckets, is that your bucket is in the context of other buckets. So there's other buckets around you with fillers and drains, and sometimes those will drain you, and sometimes they will, you will drain them. Sometimes they'll fill you, and sometimes you'll fill them. And when we're thinking about going into going to university or going into a world of work or any of those transitions, if everybody's quite excited and and worried and and um you know those times are full of emotion and doing things, that's gonna be hard in your own well-being bucket. So we kind of say, you know, draw in a little bit in yourself, look about what's helping you, look about what's supporting yourself, because, you know, we all know that, you know, tricky emotions are contagious, as are, you know, positive ones as well. So mm-hmm. we'll put that image up on our Instagram um, feed that, he, that um, Louise created. It's a, a really nice image about, you know, you looking after yourself, but you're in a world where, you know, you're not on your own. You're part of all these other buckets too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting thing. Certainly when you're in that early period of transition, I think because you are, because of that proximity to other people who perhaps you don't know, you're just beginning to get to know, there is that heightened impact, if you like, of each other's wellbeing buckets. Because you're not aware that that's how you're impacting each other, but you are and you don't know each other that well, so you can't perhaps offer or you don't offer the support that in a year's time and I think this is a really important thing to say you know once you've established your friendship groups it all becomes so much easier in that respect so that's something to look forward to but recognize that's what you're investing in now as you're getting to meet friends and um, work out how you're going to be together how you're going to yeah share your time together yeah and sort of my 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 kind of number three and it's linked to my number one choice, that life in the transition book, where Bruce Filer collected lots of stories of people who were going through transitions and experiencing change. It was really important, I think, for Louise and I to hear the voices of people, young people in those transition times and to listen to hear what they are saying, to share that with you so that you know, they hear other people going through actually likely similar things to you. And one thing that, you know, Louise and I thought when we were in, you know, uh, interviewing young people, that there was a lot of commonality about what they were talking about. Uh, you know, like, for instance, if you want to go back and listen to eleven episode 11 to 15, um, they're really good examples about people talking about that mix of emotions, that their natural worries 
and commonly about friendships, about how they'll how they'll be and how they'll how they'll make friends. Uh, I remember Toby talking about that roller coaster of ups and downs, um, of the genuine losses that people had, losses of that familiar way of life and starting in to be new again at something. And slowly, slowly recognizing what helps you adjust to things. We also heard a lot of you know them say about um the importance of routine and finding a balance in their life, wherever they were, whatever stage they were at, whether they were just going to university or if they were leaving out the other, the other end. So it's not just about the beginning, it's this continual thing that. Louise and I are kind of saying to you that, you know, I love that idea that, you know, 50% of our time is, is it 50% of our time is in transition? Was it more than that? It's an adult time. Yeah. 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 So a lot of our time is, is kind of doing this stuff all the time. Um, And what we've planned to do is we've got uh, our next sort of set of um, episodes coming up shortly is we're interviewing some students who have had that first term at uni and we're going to be talking to them about some of the things that we were introducing in that eight weeks series and seeing how it kind of worked out for them. So talking to young people who are managing these transitions, whether it be university or work or whatever, is going to be an important thing about you know of what we're doing. Yeah, and actually, if you're a student listening to this and you'd like to share your experience on the podcast, then get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us through Instagram, Elizabeth and the Instagram account, um, or you can email me, louise at louisewiles.com, and I will, yeah, that would be great. So get in touch. So number four, and we've mentioned this word before, friendships, um it's we've had a couple of podcasts on friendships on challenging friendships about kind of relationship stuff and we know fundamentally we know it's an important part of all our lives what brings us a good life and we talked before about the harvard study with robert waldinger great ted talk if you want to tune into it so it's really understandable about why this is so important when people move from school into a new world there might not be a new set of friends immediately. It might be a long time um, before they have a group of friends. And often it goes alongside with an expectation that they'll make friends straight away when they go into that world of work and university. And in the episode nine, we shared some research from Robin Dunbar, who interviewed 2,000 adults about that, this about friendship making and the findings were really interesting when we think about you know young people leaving school um so his findings were that it takes about 34 hours of investment to shift from an acquaintance to a true friendship 34 hours so it's not going to be like high in the first day you're going to meet mm-hmm. somebody and that deeper friendship requires lots of interactions. And he suggests it's about at least 11, lasting about three hours. So it's not just about sitting next to someone at work, sharing a desk or next to a desk or sitting next to somebody in a lecture theatre. It's really about investing time and effort to build good friendships, 
that he suggests takes about five and a half months. So that's well after the first term, isn't it? Um, and that really comes in contrast with a lot of people's hopes and expectations that you will make friends really quickly because that's what you want to do because that's what's really important. And of course, at university, you'll be all in that in the same boat, that friendship frenzy that goes on a little bit. You'll have that willingness to engage, engage, but you'll also need a willingness to put in that time and effort to go into a deeper level. Mm. And not just going to think, oh, I don't know if I like them or not. You have to, you have to kind of give it a bit of time. And his research also suggests that we're looking for people similar to us. So you're not going to find that in just that first meeting. You, you have to have go into that deeper level and, and talk more. Um, so it's you're not likely going to find it straight away in work or university. So it's a good reminder to be gentle in ourselves at this time of transition. I mean, that workplace might be easier to make friends because you've got that proximity and the consistency and daily contact. But, you know, give it time, put in the effort. I mean, I was really quite kind of taken back by the length of time that it took. And I thought it was a really useful thing to share, Louise. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, it's, it's different for different people, different, you know, sometimes you get lucky and it's less than 34 hours. You know, you, you perhaps really click with somebody because of that similarity. Perhaps you're doing the same subject, you're spending more time together, you've got similar views. So perhaps you do curtail some of that time for investment that's needed to build that relationship. But equally... It can take longer than that as well. And I'm just thinking about people I know who are at university and now in their second year and how their friendships have evolved. They evolve over the time. So people that they were perhaps really good friends with in the first term, they're not so good friends with in the first term of the second year, although they're still around, you know, still part of the circle, but things shift. So it's being recognising that. And they, they shift because experience shifts and focus shifts and you know, the reason why you might be spending time together shifts. And so it's having that flexibility, I guess, around friendships as well is, is important. Mm. Openness and just see how things evolve and develop, yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the Robin Dunbar things as well, he said how humour was such an important yes. part, having a sense of humour with somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Notice if you're getting quite uptight and worried about making friends, it's likely going to not work for yeah. you. So relax into it, hold, hold it, try and hold it a bit more lightly. Yeah. Yeah. And my last number five, I'm going to talk about rest. So when we made the fundamental series about what was fundamental to young people in transitions, and those that was podcast 21 to 35. And of course, all the fundamental matters, and I won't go through them all, but we talked about sleep and movement, nutrition, relationships, of course, belonging in a community, managing your money, ever important in these times, understanding your inner world purpose organization and we did we did deeper dives into the those things in in the podcast either talking with someone or or sharing some research with you but the one that I really like going into was about rest and recovery and I think that's especially important in transition times when we're really ever busy preparing planning change the stresses of change the strains that come with it beforeing before, during, you're in and after a little bit. And it's also particularly hard when we constantly hear people saying, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And we view it as a very positive thing. Um, but that focus on we have to be achieving all the time. 
So that rest, that focus on rest takes us a little bit out of that. And we have to think about, well, why is rest important? And we know like in many areas, you know, you might think about rest in relation to exercise. Rest days are really important. Here's that word muscle again, to give your muscles time to repair so that you can train for longer or faster. So the importance of rest there prevents injury and promotes promotes progress. So really important in a transition. And we have a lot to learn from those nature cycles about growth and rest. And in the rest episode, I talked about, I heard Rick Hansen, who's a really very uh, easy person to listen to, but he was talking about what tulips teach us about transition. So there's all that rest and preparation under the soil that's so important for a bloom. And we might just be focused on the flowers, the things we see, but we also have to know that it was all that stuff going on underneath that that um, that promoted success and a beautiful bloom. And I really kind of like that image of, you know, sometimes we don't see the important things that go on behind it. And I enjoyed reading some books about rest and especially was introduced to the work of Sandra Dalton-Smith. She's got a great TED talk if you wanted to look into a little bit for, more into that and a book called Sacred, Sacred Rest. And she acknowledged that many people, you know, they get their sleep, they get their eight hours if you're lucky, but they wake up feeling tired. So she started to explore this and found that actually there were lots of different kinds of rest. And I'm not going to go into them now, but go back into here, listen to the rest podcast, but because it's really important about the different kinds of rest we need. But she posed the question, how can you keep your energy, happiness, creativity, relationship fresh and thriving in the midst of ever-ending kind of demands and pressures and the stresses of everyday life? And we're going to add, we wanted to add in, and the transitions that continually happen. If we're 50% of our life in transitions, you know, how do we keep our rest? You know, how, how important rest is and all of that. So, you know, listen to episode 27. Think about rest because it made me tune into myself and think about rest, particularly about where my tiredness was and also what helped me feel restored, noticing what helped. And I, a couple of examples from me, you know, in my kind of work pressures or feeling really over busy or sometimes when I've had lots of interactions with people. You know, a few things that I've been taking and doing now is that I'll try and finish my work early on a day, not every day, but some days. Or another thing that really helps me is just to go out and have a walk on my own, not with anybody, because I've had nothing <laughs> for the day. So just restoring myself in that way. And if my body's tired, it's maybe not necessarily just sleep that'll help. I'm doing kind of regular stretches at my desk. And I've also in my office got a yoga mat right there reminding me, stretch out, Elizabeth. Like, mm -hmm. You're sitting at a desk all day. You're likely getting hunched over the computer. Mm -hmm. So that episode on rest has really made a change and a difference to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a really important episode. And I remember also there was a bit about the importance 
of rest for your brain to actually function well you know that we tend to think that we need to be thinking thinking especially if we're doing academic study you know we need to be actively thinking and studying and doing um and don't realize that our brain processes and combines things subconsciously when we're actually not thinking about them and so we need that time away to do good work yeah i think that's a really important point too yeah mm-hmm. and that's linked in something we've talked about a, a recent podcast the book hyper focus yes like mm-hmm. Bailey, because he talks about getting into that hyper focus doing things that are reducing your distractions because we all get distracted easily but having some time that he calls scatter focus so that's mm-hmm. a bit of rest about just giving yourself some time not to be that focused and have that pressure on you to do the stuff that you feel that you need to do all the Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. give yourself rest to create you know have some creative thinking yeah yeah brilliant so that's my five louise i shall look forward to hearing yours (laughs) (laughs) yes need to go away and have a think about them meanwhile have a great week and we'll be back soon bye-bye for now So thanks so much for listening. Now hopefully Elizabeth's reflections have inspired you to visit or revisit some of the past episodes. And so the episodes that may be of interest to you following this episode include The Wellbeing Bucket, which is episode 23. Then the, C- the Student Voices series, which is episode 11 to 15, where we spoke to a different student for each episode. They're really interesting conversations. Then the Fundamentals for Thriving Through Change, episodes 21 through to 35. That's quite a few. But in this episode, we had a special mention for episode 27, where the focus was on rest and recovery. And Elizabeth also mentioned two TED Talks worth watching. The first one is by Robert Waldinger, What Makes a Good Life, based on his research, or actually his research that he has analysed, but which has been going on for decades, into what makes a good life. A longitudinal study, really fascinating. And Sandra Dalton-Smith, Finding Sacred Rest. So we'll be back next week with my reflections. Meanwhile, we wish you a really great week. Bye-bye for now. And now for the legal bits. The information contained in this podcast is for information purposes only. The content is not intended to act as a substitute for professional advice. Please do not delay in seeking professional help for any medical or mental health condition. Use of the information in this podcast and associated materials is at the user's own risk.